On Saturday, UFC 261, we witnessed arguably one of the greatest and most important UFC cards of all time. Not only do we get a tremendous amount of slate of fights, there wasn't one bad fight on this entire card. We got plenty of knockouts, plenty of huge moments, and best of all, we had 15,000 screaming fans back in that arena. And Blake, I gotta tell you, oh, I miss fans so much. But UC261, absolutely fantastic cards. One of my favorite cards, it honestly, watching live, might be my favorite card of all time. We'll wait, because right now it's recency bias, but we'll wait. I'll give it a few weeks, and I'll go back and say it, but right now, this is at the top of my list, but Blake, how, what what do you think of, of this card? Yeah, I think I have to echo what you were just saying. It's crazy how much of a difference, like, in just the atmosphere, uh, through the television, you know, that we could witness with the fans coming in there and bringing all their energy it's just it's just a whole nother experience you know like it seemed like the fighters were fighting harder i don't know well it's obvious it, from that first fight <laughs> it just yeah it just seemed like there was a more of a i don't know just electricity in the air mm-hmm. uh, it felt so great because first off i gotta say though part of the whole i guess you see apex kind of stuff i do enjoy being able to listen to the corners and and the silence of it but at the same time Oh, it's so much better having all these people screaming. It's so much better with the woos, the boos, the US, the USA chants throughout most of this, especially in that Rose fight. Oh, boy. That Jake Paul chants, I like that. Oh. <laughs> that was one of the best ones. Or one of the best, my favorite moments was when the camera was on Jake Paul, they're all booing. Then Susan went to Nick Diaz, the whole place erupted. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. Let's say, you know, Nick Diaz could still draw, and that guy looks phenomenal. Keep that name in mind because we'll be talking about him a little bit later. But before we jump in pro- properly to our breakdown UC 261, just got a shout out scgsubs.com for all your pre-workout stuff, some really good stuff that doesn't have like like the, the draw, that there's no kind of sleep, and you don't get tired after using it, there's no cl- proverbial cliff you fall off, and it increases focus, and you get way less of the jitters. Right now, if you go to the website for a limited time only, they will give you free product, you just have to pay for shipping, and they'll do up to five, th- uh, five uh, uh, bottles of their pre-workout, so phenomenal deal, go get on that, and right now we're still doing Thrive Fantasy, of course the best place for all your sports prop betting needs, uh, it's super easy, super convenient, really simple place to bet and put some money on, then especially if you put uh, to, uh, $20 down, and they'll match you up to $50 if you use the promo code fourth and long links are in the description go get on that stuff or just go to our website the fourth to get started on all of that today and to get take advantage of a really bitching deal on pre-workout and to take advantage of free money to bet with but let's get into the action blake because we already give us our, our initial thoughts of ufc vegas 261 but let's talk about one of the first fights on this brendan allen and carl robertson and brendan allen He's not ranked yet in that middleweight division, but it looks like he might be able to get a ranking, or it looks like at the very least he deserves a top 15 shot because that guy has been nothing but a winner in the UFC, and he showed off his really, really slick ground game with a really superb heel hook with five seconds left to go in round one. And, man, should we just be pushing Brendan Allen at this point? I think he, like you were saying, I think he definitely deserves a step up in competition now. Uh, it's just time to give this guy another test. He's had a couple big tests so far and, and, you know, hasn't gotten the job done. But I think he's still just, you know, a young guy, has tons of potential, and it hopefully is learning from the mistakes that he's made in his previous fights. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this guy has, you know, a, a super high ceiling. And then one of the other ones, going from one submission to the other, let's talk about Randy Brown getting a standing rear naked choke on veteran Alex Oliveira. And now going into this, you thought that Oliveira looked different, and that's why you picked against him in your predictions this week. Why was that? Yeah, I just kind of thought he he acted a little out of character at the at the weigh-ins, kind of. Uh, the, I think it was the ceremonial weigh-ins. It just looked mm-hmm. a little just something different from Oliveira we haven't seen before. Usually he's really cool, calm, composed, uh, chill, I would say, funny even, mm-hmm. you know, dancing sometimes. But this time he looked extremely uh, intense, uh, a little emotional maybe, mad. 
So I just kind of, I thought that that might be a sign, you know, there's something that he's really thinking of that might, you know, have him bothered. And yeah, I, I had to go with Randy Brown on this, just one, because of the size advantage and two, because mm-hmm. I thought he might have that mental edge considering how Oliveira was acting. Of course, I hate this fight because that was my one blemish on my record on Saturday with my predictions going 8-1. and one. And of course, I get this one. It can't be perfect. to still have yet to get a perfect card since we've been doing this. But luckily, even though he did set a record, a fourth and long record, with the most consecutive suck my pick title defenses with three. So, Blake, I want to give a hands off to you as what you are officially the greatest fourth and long suck my pick champion of all time. So, a little round of applause for you. You know, I'll, I'll give you some respect. But at the same time. We have a new champion in ya boy because ain't no one champ got close. casual. What do you mean champ casual? You you skip the freaking fight of the night. You just go straight to submissions. No one cares about submissions. What do you mean submissions. You, you skip <laughs> Jeff Molina and you skip. I don't want to try and say this guy's name, but that's why I didn't want to say those names. <laughs> the Mongolian fighter dude, uh, Dana. Oh, huh? it's gotta be how you say that. Batgaral, Batgaral. <laughs> oh, Dude, oh, that guy, that guy. He's a sniper. Kevin Nati Dodd. He's a freaking sniper. Is he's he a freaking the, sniper? He's in, the, he's in the bantamweight division, and that division just keeps getting more and more exciting. Like, there's so many guys in that division that just have such high skill level. Like, that guy got me fired up, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know that guy, and then Molina. Like, I can't mm-hmm. say enough good things about Molina too. I just wish he he maybe could have got the finish. Yeah, but um, but other than that, I mean, the the kids got hard. The kids got really sharp tools in the shed. Both of those guys that I just brought up, I just wanted uh, to give those guys Donna with the counter left hook, looking like some Conor McGregor type stuff with On that the finish. Way back, st- taking a step back. That's dude. pure Conor McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he wonders how many times he watched that fight uh, with Jose, Jose Aldo. Aldo? Yeah. yeah, probably watched yeah. that a thousand times. <laughs> Man, it, it was something special to behold, man. It, it was just, like you said, the card couldn't have started off mm-hmm. really any any better. I mean, two finishes, a fight of the night, and then a, another really good fight with uh, that young Chinese fighter, uh, Rong Zhu. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of – there's. I was pumped up watching these kind of Asian fighters go at it because it's kind of a, a fighting style that I'm not super accustomed to watching. You know, we're, we're a lot more American-based over here, mm-hmm. a lot more Brazilian fighters, I'd say uh you know polish bunch of russian fighters stuff like that so it was cool to see like the the chinese and the and just asian people in general get a little bit of shine on mm-hmm. that night now also another shout out to uh pat sabatini who made his uc debut um in this night against veteran tristan Connolly. and sabatini looked like a absolute stud there in the octagon winning a decision you know, decision that wasn't close at all i mean he ragdolled tristan Connolly. <laughs> the whole 15 minutes so that was just really really good in the showing but in the main card we started off with anthony smith and jimmy crute a fight that was really supposed to deliver and it did deliver for most of it while it was still going on before it stopped because anthony smith takes a page out of um i guess he did a sugar sh- pull the page out of what Cheeto Vera's playbook, landing a, a, a kick that just absolutely disabled the, the leg of Jimmy Crute. Uh, hit one like to the outside, uh, left, left, uh, um, I think it was Jimmy Crute's left leg. Uh, he lands a kick to the outside of that, and then Crute just crumbles. Uh, Anthony Smith wins by TKO. It was, it was really cool to see Jimmy Crute try to play it off. He's screwing in front of the doctor. He looked like a real badass, uh, quite frankly. I'm not even being sarcastic with that one. But Anthony Smith, he gets the job done, and he's still up there in the upper echelon of the UFC light heavyweight division. And I think it's time for people to stop counting out Anthony Smith, especially given he was a underdog going into this fight. Um, well, I don't know. I think Anthony Smith kind of is who he is. He he's he's a wily veteran who's going to beat most of the guys that he comes into contact with that you know that are in the top fifteen. Once he goes to the top five, it's a little bit more questionable, right? I'd say he's good. He's not great. He's had the chances to be great. Could have taken the, you know, the title on an illegal knee. Put that in an asterisk. But still, 
I just think we know who Anthony Smith is. He can't mm-hmm. defend takedowns. Uh, he's a great striker. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Jimmy Crute, if he doesn't have that injury, it, it would have been uh, a really tough fight for him because it looked like Smith had his jab going. Um, yeah, it did. But yeah, it's tough, man. I, I, because I don't think, I don't think anyone um, underrates Anthony Smith. I think they just they they put him into uh, kind of that gatekeeper type conversation you know Mm. um which i think is fair because he really he's not going to be he's not going to hold the title at 205 ever he's not going to hold the title at 185 if he went back to technically he is the uncrowned light heavyweight champion of the world why well it's because he took go taking the belt from john yeah yeah Yeah, that's all i'm talking about that's yeah that's all i'm talking about totally agree but, but yeah. we, we that we're way past that now is enough. I love I just love pushing it for like saying, Oh, he did beat John Jones. <laughs> I um I just so that I don't really know what happened with Crude's leg is the only thing that makes this really tough. And I was looking at the reports, like not really anything came out. I couldn't find like an injury report on that one. Yeah, well they probably haven't gotten the diagnostics back yet. I think we know what happened to the next fighter's leg though. <sighs> and I'm telling you right now, it wasn't the same thing as Cheeto Vera and Sugar Sean, because if that was the same he, he could have kept fighting if it was a nerve. Mm. He would he would have regained feeling like that happened in the Chandler fight and he uh and even I think the Demetrius Johnson and Henry Cejudo fight, uh and they regained feeling. Whoever I think it was uh I think it was Cejudo that had it happen to him. I can't remember exactly though. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they they regained their feeling eventually. It's just with Crute, I think it had to have been something structural. For my guess, considering the doctor legit would not let him continue. Yeah, know? well, I understand why the doctor didn't let him continue because he couldn't stand. Yeah. Jeez, that was tough. Uh, how about that power like you know that power double leg right there takedown oh. that he shot for <laughs> that was right, good. right when he noticed he couldn't put pressure on it right how, and that's what i'm saying with anthony smith man mm. like come on dude are you freaking serious bro <laughs> you're gonna i'm i don't know man i don't know dude that's it, just that's yeah. something you should not let ever happen dude ever I you should be killing that kid. He's 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 on one leg. I, I do feel bad for Jimmy Crute. The one place though, he's safe. Yeah, it, that was tough. Should have been a finish. You know, yeah. I mean, technically it still is a finish, but it's doctor stoppage. He almost got the. He was close to getting the finish on the ground, but I feel bad for Jimmy Crute because I hope he recovers quickly from whatever the hell happened because he's <laughs> he's a fantastic fighter, man. He's going to be really good. Dude. He's going to be really good in the light heavyweight for division for sure, and he's young. Yeah. Man. It sucks, dude, because injuries like that take time. Like, look at Josh Emmett. I mean, I feel like we bring him up every episode. But, <laughs> well, you know, it's because we have to. Friend of the show, Josh man, Emmett. <laughs> dude, I hate injuries like that. You know, the Weidman injuries, same night that, that we're just about to get to. It just sucks. Yeah, it's poor. I really do feel bad for him. Another guy I feel absolutely awful for is Chris Weidman and his leg because – I was expecting a really good fight in this uh, rematch of Chris Weidman and Uriah Hall. Uh, Uriah Hall is a fantastic fighter in his own right. Just beat Anderson Silva. Um, and then Chris Weidman, he's coming for like his his one last ride in the UFC, you know, to try to make his last push to the to the uh, middleweight championship. And then full circle happens because Chris, if we throw it back to 2013, Blake, December of 2013, Anderson Silva against Chris Weidman. The one the I think there's the first loss of Anderson Silva's career. He kicks Chris Weidman. The same kind of out out um outside or I think he kicks the inside of the leg of Chris Weidman's leg, snaps his leg in half, and we all know the rest from there. Um la- late last year, Uriah for Hall. Hmm? For the title though. Yeah, for, yeah, for the title. That's so, what's crazy. So a little more stakes in that fight. A little more stakes in that fight. But we throw it back to last year, remember? Uh, in uh, um, Anderson Silva's, I'll put in quotes, retirement fight, because apparently he's boxing now. Um, Uriah Hall knocked out Anderson Silva. And now, throw it back to what happened on Saturday, Chris Weidman versus Uriah Hall too. Chris Weidman breaks his leg against Uriah Hall the same way Anderson Silva broke his leg against Chris Weidman. I swear, this... If if this isn't proof, Blake, that we're living in a simulation, I don't know what is. Everything is so stupid. How all of that ties together. It really doesn't make sense. MMA is weird. It's so weird. Yeah, no, that there's a lot to digest. 
all at once and it's uh, bad looking. it was just that 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 image was just uh that was rough to see and then everyone <laughs> posting freaking still shot frames of it on the- <laughs> not a fan hey two days i'm just like man i don't want to see that again but <laughs> main thing is i just want to make i want to make sure i give a huge shout out to chris huge yeah. shout out to uriah as well because uriah i mean the broadcast kind of detailed it a little bit but i mean mm-hmm. he handled that as, as best as you could mm-hmm. you could tell he didn't he didn't take any real you know uh, uh pride or no. accomplishment from that victory it was just a really sucky thing to happen and that's the fight game right that's mm-hmm. the fight business you, things like that happen yeah too bad we won't even get a trilogy fight because unfortunately i i don't want to be like be negative but since this was chris wyman's quote last ride he might be retired at this point because he was saying he relisted the same after surgery. Um, he should be able to walk in eight weeks, which is which is good. Um, he sh- and then the doctor said this takes anywhere between six to twelve months to heal, and then who knows when he could get back to training. So he's gonna have to probably relearn to walk again. Uh, a little bit, man, because that that was just a bad break. The worst part about it wasn't like the break, the initial break, is when he puts his leg back down and it yeah. folds. Mm. Oh, disgusting. Yep. Oh, that absolutely mm. disgusting. I'm absolutely heartbroken. Chills yeah. thinking about that. I hate that. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Uh, thoughts with uh, with Chris Weidman though. He hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he could at least just use his leg at this point. But. And hopefully they give Uriah a quick turnaround. Yeah. It's not like he took much damage. <laughs> uh, right? The first track of the fight. Jeez, man. Yeah, but let's get into a way more positive one. This, and this was a really crazy fight for me because Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade for the women's flyweight title. And we're all saying, at least I was. I'm not going to put like this on you, Blake, unless you're like saying uh, and agree with me. But I was saying, at least, and a lot of other people around the MMA community were saying that this might be the most this this might be the most comp- competitive fight that Valentina is going to have uh, in the like the last three years of her title reign, which has been just ridiculous. Basically, besides Nunes, basically. But that, <laughs> that was not what we got. This was just an all-out domination in a wrestle F and a striking F by Valentina Shevchenko onto Jessica Andrade. Valentina Shevchenko, she sets a women's flyweight record of seven takedowns in one fight with the previous record being four. She set this record, or she broke the record in the first round alone. and then five, right? Yeah, she got five in the first yeah. round. Five in the crazy. first round. She got second in the second. Or, sorry, two in the second. And then, man, that, that was such a good finish. Put her in the crucifix. In the crucifix. I, okay, Blake, I just got to tell you. I've never been in this position before. Never done oh, MMA I like that. I hope but, you never get in that position, my but friend. that has to be the most helpless position ever. Because you can't use your hands. You can't defend your face. You're just taking shots and have to turn your head away. Yeah. That has to feel awful. Yeah. There's oh. nothing you could do about that. And, and it's really like up to uh, the person that has you in that position. Like whenever they want to end the fight, like the fight's <laughs> over. And that's kind of what it was with Shevchenko. Like mm-hmm. she, once she started throwing those elbows and those, oh, hammers, those elbows, man, it was just like, yep, that's, that's all she wrote. Really. I mean, there's nothing that Andrade could do to get out of that. I mean, yeah, dude, it was, it was domination. Well, in, like, in, in every sense of the word, but the only problem is where do you go from here? There's, no one in that division that could well, the thing is, realistically man, compete with her. I don't care. I, I think a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people like put so much stake in it, like, oh, there's no interesting fights, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Dude, I don't care. Just keep feeding her. Feed her. <laughs> and she pretty much said the same thing in the octagon, just minus that cringe moment with Joe Rogan. Come get some. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, uh, where she didn't understand what yeah, language broke was. But I mean, she speaks like five languages, so give. Then her she like broke out Spanish because she was in in Florida. That was. She no, she's she's from a Spanish speaking country, isn't uh, she? Peru, right? Or Peru, she's yeah. like part like Eastern and European, part Russian, Peruvian, right? Russian. She's like Kurdish, she's, yeah, something like that. But she went from speaking English, she's like speaking Russian, to speaking Spanish all within yeah. a couple minutes. That's Crazy. she's scary in in one yeah. impressive human being. Yeah, she's a spy. The bullet is this? Yeah, no, freaking. Uh, I mean, don't we I need the new 007 actor? <laughs> no, we she... do. Don't we need a new James Bond? <laughs> are Are we going to women now? Is that are they making that a women role? Dog, I think they're gone for whatever. It is it is twenty twenty one. But I, Shevchenko could. Uh, oh, she's 
She could do whatever she wants. I mean, I don't even think you have to pin her in a 007. Make a totally new movie around her. She just call. Oh, what if you just call the the movie the Bullet? Just go through That's money moves you think you're talking about right now. All we do is get money moves. <laughs> uh, well, you want to hear Lauren Murphy next? We just anyone. That's what I. Joanne Calderwood. Let's just just go throw her up there. Hey, let's get Jessica I back in Octagon with her. <laughs> or is that just mean? I think that's a hate crime. <laughs> that's bad. Oh no. Leave her alone. She needs to she needs to yeah. Stay ten mile radius. Shevchenko, bro. That's just oh. bad. She'll get PTSD from I mean, I should stop. I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> it's all good. It's fine. Uh, I just now we just gotta see. Uh, uh, I guess Ant- Antonia Shevchenko just move her away. Let's get a sister fight. Oh, that'd be so mean. <laughs> <laughs> just beat up on your little sister. Yeah, I yeah I don't know, man. I think there's still who basically no. for me whoever hasn't fought her yet and wins a fight basically <laughs> you're going to the slaughter. <laughs> You know, Jeez. that's it. This but right is... now, it's looking like Murphy or, or Calder would the winner of that fight. Yeah. And that... then after that, like, you know, whoever has the next, you know, impressive performance. Has she, she fought Shikagian, hasn't she? Yeah, she she killed Shikagian. Yeah, uh, uh, I think that was late. I think that was spring of last year or like. He's only got five defenses so far, right? Yeah. Hey, shoot. Just whatever. If she wants to keep getting more and more rubies on her belt. Uh, I know. I want her to fill that up bad. Yeah, I think if anyone that's can, cool. it's gonna be her and Nunes. That's. I think so, yeah, Nunes. Um, has had the advantage of because she has two belts. Def- Wait, no, that's a disadvantage because it's only one ruby per belt. Ooh. Yeah. So she's uh. done. Uh, just let's see. Jessica I, Liz Caramouche, uh, Caitlin Chikagian, Jennifer Maya, and now Jessica Andrade. Mm. So, so there's still there's Calderwood. still like tons of people like there's hey. Calderwood she could fight there's Murphy there's Calvillo if she gets a hey. good win freshman woman out of the block from a, a few cards ago is Miranda Maverick maybe Maverick. she maybe Dude, she yeah, makes her she way could up rise up yeah, absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. I guess we'll see as long as it's not Jessica I <laughs> yeah. just just I just hope there's someone that can you know a little bit bigger uh, obviously than Andrade and just can offer something in the striking department because it just seems like none of these girls are on her level right now. And same thing, same issue with Nunes, you know? Like, at least in the strawweight division, there's some players, right? There's Iwana mm-hmm. that can offer tough fights. There's Zhang, like, oh, yeah. I mean, she's, Rose ended her, but still, like, mm-hmm. she's still an amazing fighter. Besides that, that was, like, her first loss since her first professional fight, I think. So... Yeah, so... I'm getting ahead of myself, though. Well, no, don't get ahead of yourself, because let's just move right into that with Thug, Rose, Nama, Eunice, and Zhang Wei Li. Oh, boy, Blake. Rose gets her belt back after a ginormous first-round head kick knockout, and I just leaped out of the couch and was screaming at this point. I normally don't do that. Normally don't do that, but I couldn't help myself. This was so out of nowhere. And God bless Rose because we, thanks to her, we got another memeable UFC commentary team reaction, GIF, video, and pictures. So all around really good stuff in this one. Oh, my dude. What a performance by, by, by Rose. Yeah, it felt was so good for perfect. her. The fact that Zhang was completely flat-footed and planted on the ground and, like, perfectly placed kick man it almost had like a slight hesitation mm-hmm. to where it like flicked a little bit like like uh flat and then went kind of up at an angle at the last second gets her directly on the chin clean man oh man that was so freaking awesome and fishers are on the ground i mean way lee kind of freaks out about the stoppage but it was it was a really good stoppage if anything it was no. almost a second late she was dead <laughs> she was dead she was so dead the ref rose saved her life rose would have killed her in a street fight yeah, yeah, that's exactly what would have happened. But dude, I I think the biggest thing from this, I felt so happy for Rose because you yeah. could, she she was emotional, but rightfully so, man. She went from about retiring from from the sport to getting her belt back. She it, takes a lot of crap from people, that's for yeah. sure. She deserved this, man. I think the whole world was, and maybe besides China, was rooting for her in this one. Now, do you think that Zhang Weili deserves an immediate rematch, like a lot of people are saying? Well, if we want to take a look at, at that division, it, like who else is there? Kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean there is Joanna, 
I guess. Um, I think Esparza. But she's already 0-2, though. Yeah, exactly. Esparza so. could be a rematch. Esparza like and Jan, or, um, Jan Jalwin are set to, slated to fight a little later. So The winner of that fight. Winner of that. After, after, I think, the run back, though, probably. Yeah, they're probably going to rematch this. I don't have a problem with that, though. And then if they rematch it and, and Zhang wins, it's a trilogy all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So it's like, holy crap, that could that could tie up that division for like a year, year and a half. Kind of what's going on with that, uh, with the featherweight division, or at least what well, was going really, on for They could probably run that back in like six months, honestly. You think I she think... could be cleared in like by October, November? I think so. I think Maybe, maybe to... even the end of the year card? They'll be able to get five people. Rose is going to defend her belt later this year, uh, whether so. it be a, 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 in a rematch. I want to see her fight her. again, man. Oh, God, she's good, dude. She's a so... shocker. She's just really good. I saw... Um, uh, uh, video today by Dan Hardy of his mm. like live, it was some of his live reactions when mm-hmm. he was watching the fights with his friends over the weekend, and like the title, just the thumbnail, the title of the video was just like uh, Rose Namajunas is a world shocker, and mm. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Like she just shocks the world, mm-hmm. dude, every single time, she even do- if she's on the losing end. She doesn't miss. <laughs> she doesn't miss, and you want to know why? There's a huge reason why uh, Wei Li's 21 fight win streak came to end. It's because of who was in her corner. Amanda had back-to-back fights to corner. Trevor Whitman. Oh, my. That man's just something else, Blake. Whitman is something else. But Whitman brings us into the next fight because that's so cool. In one fight, you get to corner her. You get to corner your fighter, and then she wins the belt, and then you go into the very next fight, and Kamar Usman, your fighter, wins in absolute dominant fashion in the rematch against Jorge Masvidal. And this was a competitive first round, similar to their first round of their first fight. A lot of people forget, even though it was a dominant win by Usman in, in that one, super controlled, the first round was close. The first round was close. One of the judges gave it to Masvidal, in, in um, all fairness. But Usman lands a huge one-hitter quitter against Hori Mazal in that second round, even after out being outstruck by Hori Mazal in this fight. But he lands a couple takedowns, and he lands a huge overhand right that knocks the spit and sweat off of Hori Mazal. And this was a fantastic performance by Kumar Usman, and a knockout like this is exactly what he needed in this fight. Yeah, his last three defenses now have all been finishes. So, I mean, props to Usman. He's definitely, I think, turned a page in his career. Uh, people are going to have to start, like he says, putting some respect on his name, even even me. Um, <laughs> I have not been the biggest fan of Usman just because I, there was specifically that 30% little comment he made back when he was fighting. Uh, God, it was like some Icelandic dude. I can't remember. What, he's, <laughs> he's not from Iceland, but he was like a Viking-looking dude. Mm. Um, Emil something i can't remember what his name was but i just remember he had this really cheesy weird speech afterwards that he was like yeah i was only at 30 percent effort blah, blah blah i'm like dude what are you talking about <laughs> like that's not a good look um however since that rda fight really is is where i think it kind of turned to a next level mm-hmm. and and even again when trevor whitman you know he, he wins the title Trevor Whitman joins his corner once he's getting ready for that Gilbert Burns fight that gets rescheduled. Mm-hmm. He he gets another level, right? He just keeps leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And it's just super impressive for a guy that's, you know, the best in his division to just keep finding ways to get better and uh, and just cement himself as probably one of the best of all time. And if he keeps going at this rate, keeps defending his titles and staying active – yeah, there's. It's gonna be really hard to deny him. Man, this guy's really damn good. <laughs> Kamaru was really damn good ever since he switched to Trevor Whitman, the greatest coach in MMA right now. Or in he's about to be the greatest coach in MMA history if he keeps this up. He's looked like a totally different fighter. He's looked like a totally different fighter. And the problem is now is, does Colby Covington even have a chance? He's been the only guy that can really push Kamar Usman recently. He did, He's the only guy in the UFC that could actually keep up the pace of Kamar Usman and in times outpace him. And he has good striking, fantastic wrestling, of course. Is this Does Colby have a chance in, in their rematch? It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be a close fight, but 
it's it's going to be really tough for me to pick against the champ because mm-hmm. he's he's done it once already and he's proven to be a little bit more durable. Um, Col- Colby's going to have to find a way to really put a hurting on him this next time that they fight because, you know, Usman is, like I said, he's he's finding ways now to get guys out of there. Yeah, it's it's scary. Then maybe for Mazdal though, uh, on his side, I did say to keep his name in mind. He was there in the arena for this fight. He's our, and then Jorge Masvidal has fought his brother. What if we do Jorge Masvidal versus Nick Diaz? Versus Nick Diaz? Nick Diaz. Hmm. I just don't think that, that would happen because of like who Nick and Nate are. It would. Nick would have to get the okay from Nate. You know what I mean? Because mm. that's that's Nate's fight. I feel like in their minds, like that's he would be like, no, that's Nate's fight, because Nate still wants that back. Do you think it's he not, would get the okay? Maybe I don't know. Nate's he's tied up with Leon, so I feel like it kind of mm-hmm. depends on what happens with that Leon fight. Because maybe if that Leon fight doesn't go his way, he gets that you know that BMF rematch. Or if it does, he gets a title shot for the Walter for the Walter Waits. Right, and then that's <laughs> when I would think, yeah, you can go ahead and take care of my light work. Mm. Go ahead and take care of Masvidal. I'm gonna go get this belt real quick for us, <laughs> dude. I, do you think Nick Diaz fights another fights again in the UFC? I hope so. I mean, why is he getting in so much, you know, he incredible shape? Jacked. You follow him on Instagram? Yeah. Like, that guy's that guy looks shredded, man. It's it's insane. He looks he looks like a I don't even know, man. Like a sculpture. It's crazy. The dude looks really damn good. I swear, whatever the hell's in that Stockton water, he's just keep drinking that because. He looks incredible, and I really hope he. I think he comes back. And but if you can't deny that, if they book Nick Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal, that is money, especially from the crowd reaction to Nick Diaz uh, last or on Saturday. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's just would you want to see it? Would you want to see it? I would be interested. I guess. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Well, it's maybe besides Nick. What do you see next for Jorge Masvidal? It's a tough one. Or would it be like a legitimate fight that would get him back in the picture? Or is it one more like these Nick Diaz, Nick Diaz kind of showcase fights, I would say, spectacle fight? Yeah, it's uh, it's really tough to say at this point because, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was, that was kind of – not only has he lost the, the championship fight, but he's now lost it twice in yeah. a row. And it has been so, close twice in a row. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got what fifty forty five forty four, and then he got, got fifty forty five, and then there's uh, then he gets knocked out in the second. But and yeah, so I mean, he won like one round in that fight, mm-hmm. but but like he got ten eight, he got ten eight in uh, at least one or two of those rounds. Yeah, maybe um, maybe yeah. Vicente Luque. He's just not. He... Well, that, but... I mean, I'd be down with that. Yeah, yeah. Have they fired. I uh, I mean, it's, shoot, there's Wait, a good Vicente chance. Vicente Luque. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm tripping. I'm, that's, yeah, that's Walter Waite. Yeah. I was thinking middleweights for a second. Uh, I was like, No, no, no. Vicente Luque. No, he's moved up to six now, so. Um, no, that'd be a cool fight if Jorge's down. But, uh, yeah, Jorge's probably going to – I think Jorge would play it as sitting and waiting for a sec, mm-hmm. seeing, seeing where it goes. He did but say – That would be a cool fight, though. I like that. On Monday, he did say he wants another fight this year, and he he says he can't retire without the belt. So he's still driven towards that, uh, which is something to see. So, but what's crazy? Yeah, no. After all of his fights, man, he hasn't fought him. Off the so, top of my head, Luque and Diaz do sound probably the most uh, intriguing, and it's almost like who's better? Like Diaz going to be more probably more money, probably more eyes. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know about more money, but but it'll definitely be more eyes, mm-hmm. more hype. But Luke, that'll that'll legitimize like you know, I'm still that guy. I'm still you know, there's no way you're gonna touch the top of this division if I'm here. Mm-hmm. If he beats if he beats Luke, and that would be a gnarly, gnarly fight. But let's move on. There's the UC two sixty one. Some of the takeaways though, Blake. Uh, one of the takeaways is like I said, Trevor Wim, he's already the lock for UFC coach of the for MMA coach of the year. It's it's not not close. MMA yet. Come on, back-to-back title fight wins. Gaethje still has to fight this year. <laughs> yeah. Who else has to fight this year? Uh, Kamar Usman's going to fight else, again. Who else does Frozen. he have? Does he have any other fighters besides those guys? I think that's those are his, those are his main ones. His main guys. At least. Those those are the the thoroughbreds. Those are the money makers for those. Uh, another thing is, I did say at the beginning, and I will say again, Blake. This is at least a top five 
one of the best or most important cards in UFC history. And I think you could even put this in the same conversation as UFC 92 or the tough finale between Forrest Griffin uh, or, um, or sorry, it wasn't 92, was it? It was, um, that was, but the tough finale with, with Forrest Griffin because that was on Spike TV and that's essentially what saved the UFC at that point. Um, both guys getting contracts, but this fight, I mean, be, between being the first full sold out arena after this whole year plus uh, of the UFC keeping things going and fighting through all this, they return, they return in huge fashion, and they have a fight, they don't have a fight that misses. And if anything, all the fights hit, which was even better. And it was just a huge, huge night for MMA and the UFC. And I think, Blake. We've witnessed history on Saturday. We're going to look back in like 10, 20 years. We're going to look back on this card and just see how important it was. I guarantee it. What do you think? Yeah? Am I am I going too far on this? Is it recency bias? I'm not going far enough. I don't know. I like to stay in the moment a little bit. But I can definitely say that I agree with, with, with your feelings on how this event was. Uh, for sure, in the past like two, three years, that felt like, top to bottom one of the most like entertaining it doesn't matter where you're at like i, mm-hmm. I was in probably like three different locations watching because I, <laughs> I had to go i was started at my house i had to you know go take care of some things really quick and then mm-hmm. i finally ended up at my friend's house and we were doing dinner there and and it was just like every setting that i was in as i was able to look at the either my phone or the tv that was on and enjoy every single second that i was able to watch because it was just it was just great performances top to bottom. So yeah, it was, it was an awesome and entertaining card. And not only that, but I feel like there was a, a few really special moments like mm-hmm. Kamaru putting his belt around his dad. Oh, that was cool. Rose saying I'm the best. Like that, that, that no, while Bruce Buffer is like, response, man, Joe Rogan was like, I saw you saying you're the best. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and then they give her the mic and she's like, I'm the best. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude. That's crazy. That, I love that. I can't mean, not love Thug Rose, man. She's just come the get best. some Shevchenko moment. I mean, yeah, there's there's just some really good moments. The the busting a nut meme type uh, <laughs> reaction from Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier and John Anik. Oh. That was great. Was and great. then seeing them, man, because they've been in their own separate little table this whole time. But seeing the 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 trio, the the golden the trio, all back together again. Oh. Oh, and do we talk about how Jake Paul shit his pants? Oh, uh, with uh, with DC getting in his yeah. face. That was, that was great. We that was did great. it. I like I like that. Oh, DC with murder. DC said he cut down to two hundred five if he met fighting Jake Paul in the octagon though. Yeah. Oh, Jake Paul would get murdered. Jake Paul would never take that. No, fight. he's not. You have to get offered thirty mil John Jones money for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the crackhead money. Oh, oh, John Jones news. By the way, I don't know if you caught this, but apparently. Him and his management team parted ways. Oh, John Jones is representing himself. You know who shares his management team? I, I don't know. I, I haven't confirmed this, but I saw on Twitter in the comments underneath. So it might not be true. Mm-hmm. But if it is true, it's crazy. Derek Lewis has the same management as him. Oh. And it, and it wouldn't be crazy to think it because they're both Texas guys, aren't they? Um, New like Mexico and Texas. Mexico. Yeah. But close. So close. Hey, you want to who John Jones should go to now? The baddest man in the business. Ollie. Ollie. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what he does next. Hey, Ollie would get John Jones $40 million for this fight, guaranteed. Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. It's mm, interesting stuff right there, man. I'll tell you that much. Also, just want to ask you, in a debate, um, who had the better KO or the most kind of biggest KO? Was that Thug Rose or was that Kamaru Thug Usman? Rose, not even a question. Thank you. Even- don't even get, get me started, bro. Like, don't. Now, I don't want to come off as disrespectful. Kamaru Usman's KO was mm-hmm. amazing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But it did not make me scream like a banshee. Thug Rose made me scream like a banshee. Fair enough. In my friend's house, and I felt a little embarrassed for a second. Hey, you don't be embarrassed. It's UFC, so. man. Hey, they don't understand it. That's on them. Oh, they knew. They knew what they were getting. When I, when I was coming over bringing the fights, they knew what they were getting themselves into. Fuck, man. That was just such a huge thing. But also, now with Kamar Usman, is he the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter? And if he isn't, what's wrong with you? Because, yes, he's the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter. Right now it's John Jones. <laughs> it, it, come on. 
I don't know, dude. Usman's pound for pound number know. one. It's hard for me to say. Usman still, I'm I'm coming around. Mm-hmm. I gave him some respect today, but don't put this on me yet, okay? Okay. You should have saved this for the next one, next time he fights. Then you can ask me, and then I'll. All right. Say something nice. All right, but what is he encroaching on GSP levels of greatness in the welterweight division? As long as he doesn't get knocked the f out, yes, absolutely, he might already be there. I might be bold. Might be bold. Blake might have to take some time to really kind of analyze and develop this opinion. But just off the top of my head, from watching that fight, my initial reaction was: Kamara Usman is the greatest welterweight to ever fight. Another thing that people really need to keep in mind too is uh, MMA as a sport. It's a lot younger than like other sports, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in yeah. comparison. And just think about like think about the LeBron James and Michael Jordan comparison, right? Mm-hmm. And a huge argument for the LeBron James fans are always, you know, uh, Michael Jordan was playing against mailmen, you know, stuff like that. Dude, GSP was not fighting the same dudes no. that uh, that Kamaru Usman was fighting. You know, it, it's it's just not the same, man. These guys are being born and bred now from like little kids to to mm-hmm. be killers, so. Mm-hmm. It's coming to that, to that time now, like Rong Zhu, that Chinese fighter. He was born in 2000. I think he must have been, what, 2000, 2001? Oh, I feel so. Because he's 21. Oh, so it's like, dude, it's it's coming, bro. I'm telling you, these machines are going to start filling in the UFC and other type of promotions. Uh, these guys that have just been doing this their whole lives, not just one discipline, you know, and then venturing on to others. It is every discipline from the moment that they can freaking train. They're going to be, you know, that's, that's who Usman's going to have to fend mm-hmm. off. Whereas GSP didn't have to fend off guys like that very too, nope. you know too too often, but that's that's the one argument that I would bring in Usman's favor is like that. that I think that's definitely a valid argument. I think I'd be more willing to say that. And also, I'll be putting a post out on Instagram and Twitter this week. So if you guys want to go ahead and argue that, please uh, just keep an eye out for that. You can go follow us on Twitter at Fourth Long Radio and Instagram at Fourth and Long Radio, um, and then. Moving on from UFC 261, I I hate to do this. I don't want to move on from this card. Dude. I just want to keep talking about it because we could talk for hours about everything for this card. But we have to move on, unfortunately. We're going to UFC Vegas 25 because one of the best times of the week, it's Blake's Bangers. Oh, yeah. We're getting this. We're going to just get right on into it. Please. So the first the first one was super easy for me to choose. That was Cub Swanson versus Giga Chikadze. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it sounds <laughs> right. Um, so Giga is a if you guys aren't familiar with him already, he is a kickboxer. I believe is from the Glory promotion. Uh, we were we were, we were scouting him out a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. He had four fights last year, um, three decisions, three unanimous decision wins, and then a TKO most recently. Uh, so he is on the up and up and he's clearly, you know, thought of pretty highly by the brass if he's getting a shot at Cub Swanson. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting fireworks in this fight for sure. It should be a kickboxing contest for the most part, unless Cub wants to, you know, test his ground game at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next fight that I have that I'm looking forward to is going to be Eon, Ion, Ion, Kutalaba. Yeah. Ion Kutalaba. Ion Kutalaba, my boy, the guy that got knocked out twice by Ankalov, but you know, we'll forgive him. <laughs> Uh, he is facing Dustin Jacoby, a guy who got a finish in his most recent contest as well. So we're expecting these guys to throw down, and there's some big boys, so they hit hard, um, so they say. Should be good. Should be entertaining, right? Um, you would think final... so. Hey, hey, whether he's getting knocked out or knocking out, it's it's always a fun fight there's with him. some entertaining him. fights, right? right? You know? so we're not fight. saying that he's going to win. We're just saying he's going to be entertaining. We're just saying his fights are entertaining. Uh the next, the last, the last Blake's banger, uh, Sean Strickland versus Christoph Jocko. Mm-hmm. Some more bigger dudes, middleweights, one eighty five pounders, um, six foot one each, seventy six inch reach for Sean, Sean Strickland, seventy seven for Jocko. It's gonna be even. It's gonna be testy. It's gonna be fiery. We're gonna see who's the man, and I'm expecting someone to get punched in the face really hard repeatedly. <laughs> hey, if that's what we get from UC fight, I am not going to complain about that um, all that much. And then some of the other fights to point out, uh, like uh, Marab and Cody Seaman, two wrestlers in the bantamweight division, but Looking two to guys. Move on up. Looking to move Who's, on up. What's, what's Stamen ranked right now? Is he 14? Uh, Stamen is near up there in the 
in in the rankings right now. Cody Stamen um, is at um, thirteen, with Murad okay. being right above him at twelve. So wow. two guys might be able to break into the top ten with this I didn't one. know Marab was ranked that high. I thought yeah. he was still kind of fringe top fifteen. He's still up there above your boy Marlon Gito Vera. Uh, you know your favorite. Fighter Is he still fifteen? Yeah, he's still fifteen. Wow, I'm surprised he's still in the rankings. To be honest, right? It's been kind of a while since he's still trying to ride the coattails of that Sugar Sean win, which is yeah. interesting. But um, both these guys have the ability to uh, pass Rafael Asuncao, uh for number ten. Kind of moving to Dominic Cruz kind of area of the division. Uh, which would be good, but two two guys wrestling heavy, but it seems like it, with like you know Colby Covington versus um, um, Kamar Usman one, two wrestlers threw the hell down. If we never, it, it always seems like when two guys have a dominant style, and it seems so obvious they're just going to try to pose a style, they do the exact opposite, have a fantastic fight. So I guess just want to throw that one out there as well, and Blake. Your main event prediction is for this one because Yuri Prajakta, your 2020 debut of the year award winner, has a big test against Dominic Reyes, who suffered two consecutive losses to the hands of John Jones, and then he got thrashed by the Polish power of Jan Blachowicz. Is he going to be able to get back on track, or is Yuri going to be able to take advantage of his uh, backwards momentum and propel himself into the top ranks in the upper echelon of the light heavyweight division? Yeah, I'm going to go with the boy Yuri Prochaka. Ah, <laughs> your guy. Because he just has the more fun name to say, and also <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, man, I think getting knocked out twice in a row might... You know, it wasn't twice in a row they got knocked out, just once in a row. Technically, once, right? it was just the one. Then there's a really bad ref stoppage in the first one, uh, which is why they ran it back. So, technically, or uh, I don't know. But you're for, for Reyes? Oh, Reyes. Uh, well, Reyes, he uh, lost his he, he issues lost to, John to Jones, Jones. And then, and he, then, lost to, and then uh, he got murdered and, and planted. Yeah, yeah. Blahovich yeah. murdered him. So, so yeah, was... he's only got the one bad yeah. loss uh, to Blahovich. But that, yeah. that I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of like the new blood. Mm-hmm. I want. I kind of want Yuri to win. I think Dom should win, right? I yeah, think he should. More, probably the more uh, established veteran in the UFC. It's crazy to call him a veteran already, but he has had a few fights in the UFC mm-hmm. now. Um, he should be able to get it done, but I just something about Yuri, bro. He just seems like a, like, just a fairy tale, freaking Norse god, <laughs> Zeus, freaking lightning bolt that's just gonna just demolish Dom Reyes' face. Hey, and Blake Vegas is with you on this one. Yuri Pajaka is minus one thirty four on the betting on so I'm like Reyes coming into this fight is a plus one ten. Wow. And Interesting. I, I have to go with man. I mean, momentum. It, it's a legitimate thing. And like in in the UFC, there's so, there's something so demeaning about arguably and what a lot of people be on your side of beating uh, the greatest light heavyweight fighter in the history of combat sports. A lot of people thought you won that fight, so you go out. You have a proven moment to try to win the belt back, um, or try to win the belt against Jan Blahovich, a guy that was an underdog, like five times in a row. You should have beat him, and then you get your head bounce off the, the back of the head, bounce off the canvas. There's something demeaning about that and demoralizing yeah. about that. That's real, and like MMA is an extremely emotional sport, man. And Yuri Pajaka just just ran the wave, and I feel bad for Dom, man. It's Oh. So you're going with Prochaka. I'm going for Jaka, man. <laughs> I have to. Or we're going to ride the same boat. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun, Blake. Oh, yeah. But UFC Vegas 25, obviously not going to be a card like UFC um, 261. But I'm still looking forward to this one, especially with your Blake's bangers. But before I wrap things up this week, it's time for the segment the nay nay of the week, Blake. And of course, if you didn't catch it last week, we debuted this on this UFC show. We also had it on our NFL show as well. So go ahead and check those out if you haven't already for last week's nay nay of the week award winners. But this week, uh, to, to sense this new, I'll still describe it, uh, Blake. Of course, you know now. But to get nay nayed, such as like get schooled, get dunked on you, you know, get played, and, and stuff like that. It's not a good thing to have happen to you. So, my 
Nene of the week this week is Chinese fighters in the UFC because in UFC 261 they were 0 and 4 on the night. The first three fights of the card involved a Chinese fighter. They went 0 and 3, and then Zhang Wei Li gets loses her belt after getting knocked into UFC 262 with a head kick from hell from Thug Rose. So uh, those fighters were not in that country. Not having a good night, especially against the American fighters, especially with what Rose was saying going into this fight, fighting communism as an American. Hey, she proved her point damn well. She proved her point, Blake. You can't deny that. <laughs> yep, they got nae <laughs> Hey, oh, that sounds so great for you to say. Ah, oh, you're helping on the train. I love it. It's going to get through. <laughs> I'm supporting you, bud. I'll be your, I'll be your guy. Ah, oh, that's my UFC correspondent right there. That's why you're going to get even more tax write-offs this year. Good for you. You're getting on the good side. <laughs> that's why I got the highest salary for the show. Damn right you do. Yes, sir. Maybe. I'll give you a penny. That'd be the highest salary. Uh, man, shoot. If I keep keep this up, you're going to have to start calling me Dana White with how much I'm paying you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking 30 mil. 30 mil? Uh, I'm thinking 30 cents. We'll, we'll, we'll talk off. We'll talk off, off air. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, though, that is going to wrap it for us this week in our latest UFC talk. Thank you so much for listening, of course, uh, to wrap things off. And one of the ideas for Nene of the Week did come from a very, very important Patreon supporter. Um, then also some other help for the show is going to come from our Patreon supporters as well. Uh, you can get started on that by going to patreon.com slash fourth and long to be able to donate to us and be able to become a member of this very, very prestigious group. Uh, and then along with just joining for a dollar a month, um, you get a load of benefits. You can go to the $5 tier or even better, the MVP $10 tier. But shout out to our Patreon supporters, Ray Rodriguez, for all your card collecting needs go to instagram and follow at the big bat box shout out to neil wiley and his youtube channel chosen problems and thank you to ryan watson make sure to get in on that fantastic deal by scg subs and use our promo code at thrive fantasy blake one word or phrase to describe ufc 261 re-energizing re-energizing I like that one. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in the next one.